0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock.
1: I got a new catchphrase from Daphne Keller. We will reward this behavior until you adapt your business and get too good at it. And then we will punish it.
2: Microsoft Advertising is rolling out a slew of new complex and cool features. New Search Console updates are on the table
0: and we are excited.
1: We got you all the most critical Yahoo answers. that will definitely impact society forever before they will get... Deleted.
2: We get a yellow icon from YouTube thanks to a topless gentleman in the background of this video. And fading clubhouse interest has everyone saying,
1: no
3: shirt. All
1: on today's show.
3: Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. A proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
2: Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhell,
3: A.K.A. Shop.
2: I'm Jess Budd. And
3: I'm Greg Finn.
2: And it is officially Marketing O'Clock.
1: Here on April 9th, 2021.
2: Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news shows on YouTube or your favorite podcast player each and every Friday morning.
1: All your digital marketing news
2: from the week. Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join the conversation, please do. Just
0: hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome hey. to another fabulous show we have for you. I know we usually kind of shoot the heck here in the beginning, but I want to give a very important warning. Did you guys know that live photos on iPhone, you can hear? Yes. <laughs> yep.
3: Yes. Oh, yeah. My
2: mom is always asking me questions about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure you've already learned this lesson the hard way. Yep. We. It was Easter We were trying to get the baby to smile for a picture and we sent like this most adorable photo to everyone we knew. And if you play it, you can hear someone in my household saying, (laughs) excuse me, madam, did you poop your pants? (laughs) (laughs) Were they talking to you or? I don't know who they were talking to and I don't know who it was, but it was so embarrassing and I had no idea. And now I'm just like going through every live photo I've ever sent to see what it says in the background. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, very, very So dangerous. what about you, Jess? I hope you have some better news. I don't. Um, I have an
0: anti-recommendation. There is an, a series. I went to look for your marriage or mortgage or whatever show that was on Netflix last night, but I ended up instead on Warren Stories. Have you kids heard of this? No. Warren. W-O-R-N. Like you wore something and it was supposed to be... Is that like be, the podcast? I don't know. It's based oh. off a book, I think. But it's supposed to be like stories of pieces of clothing and what it means to people. But it, it's... Darts with a nudist colony. And I have no hate against that. But like, I was my husband was asleep on the couch. I was waiting for him to wake up and be like, what are you watching? It was actually interesting. It's worth a watch. Just beware because it's not always about clothes. How do they have stories about clothes if they're not wearing any? They like focus on the fact that they do woodworking and they wear shoes for safety.
2: Oh,
1: okay. Not advisable. (laughs) Whatever, man. What about you? So this past week... I had a little mini vacation. Nothing really went too crazy wrong. And it could have. But we went to the Corning Museum of Glass because my kids think they're, you know, next up on blown away on Netflix. <laughs> and they got to like fuse glass together. But all you really do is use glue pieces of glass on other pieces of glass and then they go cook it. But my kids think that they're like this next like Chaluli or whatever that famous, you know, blower is.
2: No, I don't know.
1: Right? <laughs> Caleb, do you know what I'm talking about? The, the Vegas, you go to Vegas, oh, and you yeah, see yeah, all those, those, those things. things
4: yeah. They're like, it's very abstract. It's a,
1: yeah, it's like an oyster kind of thing. But anyway, mm. they thought they were like, you know, again, the next, uh, the next coming of, of blown away.
2: Well, quick programming update here. You can see that Mark is not on the show this week. Now that I'm back and we have all of our regular co hosts here, we are going to be rotating in and out. So you'll see all of us on the show one week or another. Someone who will be here every week, and you just heard his voice, is Caleb, our new intern producer who's been here for a few weeks, but he's never been formally introduced. So. Caleb, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners?
4: Uh, hello to the listeners. Uh, <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm the intern, and you'll see me every now and then.
2: Yeah, he's awesome. awesome. We're so happy to have him. And Peter. it gets
4: my references.
2: <laughs> Mine too. Of them. I'm glad somebody <laughs> does. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, you can still catch, you can always catch our marketing talks. This month, we sat down with Michelle Morgan and Joe Martinez to talk about lead gen ads. It's an awesome episode, and you can find it on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this. And moving on to the main news this week, Amy Bishop from Search Engine Journal is talking about Microsoft ads. They are rolling out a slew of new features that were announced this week. So first, countdown customizers will be available for responsive search ads. These are already available in Google ads and they were available in Microsoft already for DSAs and expanded text ads. If you have an event coming up or a date that a promotion ends, these will just add to your copy down to the minute, which is awesome and creates urgency. There's also a new UET Tag Helper Chrome extension to test dynamic remarketing lists and UETs with conversion goals. If you have the Microsoft Ads API, good news for you, you will now be able to import and sync your Google Ads campaigns. And there's also new in-market audiences which are rolling out for the United States, including seasonal ones like Mother's Day and Back to School, which is an interesting one because like this year, Back to School could be now. You know, people have been home. So good time to use that. The multi-factor authentication rollout has been delayed until at least August 1st, 2021. They also talk about some things that are coming soon. Customer match for email addresses that advertisers collect through first party data. You'll be able to use these to target search campaigns and on the man. And you guys said that the man hasn't really caught on while I've been out. I have an idea. They should hire Taylor Swift as their spokesperson why why Her song wearing cardigans the man greg's favorite taylor swift song
1: Is it, I, I forget what the lyrics are, she I'm dresses sure.
2: up as a man in the music video and sh- you could kind of use it to like talk about the microsoft advertising network they're like i would be complex i would be cool all things that the man you know qualities that they have on the microsoft advertising network none of us get this reference <laughs> No, that's I, Taylor Swift in this photo I'm showing on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, that's Taylor Swift. Yeah, she dresses up as a man for the music video. My computer is de- dead right <laughs> now,
1: but if I did, I would look up the lyrics. I feel like the lyrics for that song are unbelievably poor.
2: No, they're not. They're amazing.
1: Okay, I don't. I might be the wrong song. I, I again, I'm I'm going off my phone. If
2: here. I was the man, then I'd be the man.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow, that's brilliant.
2: Looking at you, GDN. (laughs) (laughs) Wow,
0: That's brilliant.
2: And finally, another super exciting update. If you love flyers, you can now add them to your digital ads. If you use flyer extensions, you can have a little button that says view flyer and it'll show up right there in the SERPs. A flyer like a printed flyer? I'm serious. Go at it, flyer lovers. Wow. I do love flyers. <laughs> my dad and I used to
0: make <laughs> custom flyers and print them out and just like sneak them under each other's doors. They were for stupid things. Give it a
1: test. I'm going to put it on right. my It's probably pretty popular over on Broad Street. And I think that the one thing to be careful with is the API actually out of all this. like If you're syncing things up and you're bringing your Google Ads accounts over, then all of a sudden you put in any kind of custom work afterwards to maybe it's lowering bids to a, a Competitive level on Microsoft, and then all of a sudden the API writes over that, that might be something that could actually undo work.
2: Mm -hmm. So be careful there. What else is happening,
0: Jess? All right, next up in the main news this week from the Google Search Central blog, improved data filtering and comparisons on performance reports in Search Console. And if you're saying to yourself, what? The scoop is, and here's a quote we're introducing two improvements that will make the reports more useful regular expression, regex filters and a revamped comparison mode end quote so yes people gone are the days of filtering urls and queries in search console by just one string at a time in addition to the existing contains does not contain or exactly matching filters you will now be able to apply a regex too which is actually really really exciting that is a nice feature i can't believe it wasn't there before to be honest but the example that they put in the post was kind of dumb They said, for instance, let's say your company is called cats and dogs, but it's sometimes also abbreviated as cats, ampersand dogs or even C and D. You can use a regex filter to capture all of your brand queries, yada, yada, yada. And they give you an example. What company? That that was the dumbest thing. I'm like, there's so many things you could do with this. That's a stupid example. What about cats and dogs? It's, you'd have to adjust this example, but you could that 's the beauty of the regex right is you could do that too you thought of something google didn't so that's
1: imagine if they were like super litigious too, and they went to the pet shop next door and they sent them a cease and desist and' like what happened like it's a c and d from c and d oh
0: my goodness <laughs> i can't all right they have also improved their compare mode. you can now compare multiple metrics at once previously it wouldn't exactly work if you had multiple metric selected, the table would not then contain that comparison column with the percent difference if you had more than one selected. But now comparison mode fully supports cases where more than a single metric is selected. And not only is that exciting, but they have made sure to tell us that they are almost doubling the area available for the data table. So you can have more data and a bigger table and you can use regex to filter in comparison mode as well. So this is not really a controversial topic, but it's a slow news week. So I'm particularly excited about the regex, I use it in GA a lot and it's nice to be able to apply it here. I don't know what you guys think.
2: All good news. (laughs) I'd love to not have to scroll through as many pages in the data table, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and what we do a lot is we export out to Data Studio and we make custom reports because Search Console is so bulky. But I mean I just wish the information was a little bit more accurate. That'd be nice. <laughs> a little bit less buggy. But hey, who am I? All right, and next up, me reading maybe the <laughs> longest <laughs> news <laughs> off of my phone here. Let's give it a go, as my computer is still on twenty one percent restarting from about an hour ago at this point. <laughs> and there is an article by Barry Schwartz that is was very fascinating to me over on Search Engine Roundtable. And it all started with Facebook's VP of Global Affairs, Nick Clegg, on Medium. And he wrote a post, You and the Algorithm. It takes two to tango. And this was a long post. He covered a lot in it and a lot of things... I agreed with a lot of things make total sense. And then some things were a little, I don't know. It's just a little corporate. So he covers how social posting and what is displayed, how it works, any protections in place, Facebook's newest changes that are coming, previous changes on things like clickbaity titles, some of the upcoming elements. and, And even what we talked about a few months ago with political news, you know, getting, uh, Dampered a little bit on exposure, um, some of the governing bodies, and then hard questions that are asked for social networks. And if you care about that, and if you really want to know what sort of the social engines think, if you watch something like The Social Dilemma, this is a good post. But I love the fact that Daphne Keller, who is a former associate general counsel for Google who worked on the search side, chimed in, and she's kind of my favorite person, I think. like, I want (laughs) to know her in real life. And she had this crazy thread, and it starts, and I'll just read through a few of them here. The meme that platforms algorithmically amplify polarizing content because engagement drives ad revenue has gotten seriously out of hand. Someone needed to burst that bubble. It's such a bummer that the someone is Facebook VP Nick Clegg. (laughs) And then she said, people will give his points less credence because of who they're coming from. And posting them on Medium as they were independent (laughs) musings and not a message crafted by Facebook's comms and policy team is an interesting branding gesture, but isn't going to fool anyone. He's saying so many things that are right, though. And then she went through all these different points, and I think it was about post 8 in the thread, where she said something that really stuck with me and obviously stuck with Barry, where she said, it's kind of like the platform saying, we will reward this behavior until you adapt your business and get too good at it, and then we will punish it. Which is, that's like a, and she was talking about clickbaity for news specifically for this. So again, that is, we will reward this behavior until you adapt your business and get too good at it, and then we will punish it. And she goes on in this tweet to say, that's the unavoidable cycle with spam or SEO. For news orgs it's been awful and then paul Har, a google search engineer vet retweeted that so then barry got involved and started asking paul what why he liked the tweet or why he retweeted the tweet so paul responded to barry and again i think this is an interesting look at some of the dilemmas that you have on the engine side and and the platform side so paul said but from the platform's perspective it's not about rewarding behavior it's about finding indicators of goodness Clickbait is the example in Clegg's piece because clicking is more relevant to Facebook and in le- feeds generally, but linking is a better better example for search engines. To which I say, why? Why is linking in 2021 better for search engines? How is that possible? We have used social media now. I thought this was what Google was going to accomplish with Google Plus. Like I thought, that's what the whole thing was: is to get a better graph, a better network, and. I still think it's insane that Google thinks that these links are that imp- like that they're still so, so reliant on this instead of, again, you have like the Twitter pipeline. Like, why don't you do something different? Anyway, Paul goes on to say from the early Google perspective, links were just about relevance, authoritativeness, prominence, etc. But as soon as it's known that a search engine uses links as an indicator, a signal, there's an incentive to create links that only exist for search engines. Again, no duh (laughs) but then paul goes to say search engines didn't see it as links being rewarded but of course from an seo's perspective links absolutely were hence link exchange schemes which seem perfectly ethical to some seos but were treated by abuse by search engines again that's a search engine problem then paul said this behavior is going to happen i'd expect with any signal that becomes understood by an optimization community but it's going to lead to worse divergence when there's greater distance between what the signal is used as an indicator of and how it's used in optimization. I went long on this because I'm reading off my phone, but Barry went on to get more information out of Paul to talk about what the divergence he was talking about actually meant. So head on over to marketingclock.com if you want to see the rest of it. It is If you're into like the geeky algorithmic type stuff, you will really like this exchange. Do you guys have any thoughts on this?
0: It's just, it feels feels like a history lesson, I think. Like, somebody's just finally articulating things that we've all kind of known. I feel like in the very beginning, at least of me working here, Greg, the first things that you taught me were this used to work, and then it didn't, and here's why. So I feel like the story just keeps getting retold, but...
1: Yeah. It's fun reading. I mean, my main takeaway is I, I need to hang out with Daphne. <laughs> and then another thing she said after her whole thread was done. So, the other point I see a lot about Clegg's piece, not my thread, is that the whole framing entitled Good Lord <laughs> lands like he's saying, This is your fault, users. I hadn't seen that at first, but yeah, comms fail. So, go Daphne.
3: Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption.
2: We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call.
1: And this week's take of the week comes from William Harris at (laughs) WMHarris101 on Twitter. And he says, e-commerce owners, I basically just let the ads platform algorithm do all the optimization. AI is incredible, exclamation point. Platform AI. Cool. Thanks bro. You mind if I automatically create a search ad that appends <laughs> Shopify website to the title? That'll really convert hashtag PPZ chat. And you can see one of the recommended ads for William to use. He blacked the main part up and the recommendation adds Shopify website.
2: I love your AI impression voice. <laughs> yeah,
1: <that> was- <laughs> I think they all match like they all run into each other, but yeah, that's not what you want. You don't want it to be like a Shopify website crazy so again if and we talked about it last week you may have seen a bunch of microsoft emails coming out talking about ads created for you go into your google ads account go into your microsoft advertising account and turn off those auto appended
2: options and now it's time for this week's i see why am i this is something you just might not have seen
1: maybe something you overlooked
2: but you shouldn't have I see why I people, there is a new blog post on the Foxwell Digital site penned by Andrew Foxwell. He shares an email he recently wrote to a client giving them a high level state of the state for Facebook ads. And he says advertisers are welcome to use this as a tool for communicating with clients. So his first point is Facebook has shifted how they measure the success of our ads. Quote, it used to be measured by a 28 day click, one day view window, and now it's a seven day click, one day view. Soon, it'll only be seven-day click, no view for those who opt out of tracking. Point number two, Facebook is changing their ads optimization process. The data being lost will take away the power of the ad algorithm and optimization that makes Facebook so great. Point number three is one of my favorites. Facebook ads manager and reporting products break constantly. (laughs) That is not new. No description (laughs) needed. And he says we're optimizing slower and looking at more signals. We've gone from ads manager being the main place we look at to using ads manager as a part of the larger process of informing the overall picture. And then he ends by saying, so is this perfect? No. Is it going to heck? No. Andrew says things like Facebook shop reels. I don't know about Reels, hmm. and continued innovation of AR along with integrations with Shopify will continue to benefit us. So this is a great tool as a jumping off point if any of your clients are asking you questions.
3: Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social.
2: First up in the paid universe this week Edgar Sanchez shared a really helpful infographic from the Google developers blog that will be really helpful for anyone who's wondering what the flock flock is, (laughs) a.k.a. federal learning of cohorts, a.k.a. Google's new solution to ad targeting as the third party cookies sail off into the sunset. So this is I just I'm not going to go through the whole thing. We've talked about it on the show. But if you have a client who really has no idea, it talks about you know, who the advertiser is versus the publisher ad tech and how the process works. And I found it pretty easy for someone who missed this news while I was out. So thanks for sharing that. You can find it on his Twitter at Edgar Sanchez, or we will include it in our newsletter for this week. And speaking of flock, we're getting some more information about the trial that's currently running in millions of browsers. So the trial will affect 5% of Chrome users worldwide. Users in eligible regions will be chosen completely random, regardless of most ad privacy settings. There is no dedicated opt out for Internet users as of now. Only users who have turned off third party cookies and Chrome will be opted out by opted out by default. And nobody has time for that. So there's probably (laughs) nobody (laughs) opted out. websites aren't asked to opt in or out either although you'll able you are able to opt out with an http header if you have the resources to do so there are over 33000 total cohorts google has pledged that thousands of people are grouped into each cohort so nobody can be identified using their cohort alone and that cohorts aren't too tightly correlated with sensitive categories like race sexuality or medical conditions in this article from eff bennett cypher says that he doesn't think google is doing enough to stop discriminatory targeting but we will have it in the marketing o'clock newsletter if you're interested in diving into that
1: i feel like if your name is bennett cyphers like you sort of have to go into like cybersecurity, don't you
2: yeah i mean he's a smart
0: guy these people have great names. I'm going Bennett way back Ciphers? here. Yeah, but like Alistair McTaggart too, like these names, they're meant to make headlines. Yeah,
1: Stuart Butterfield from last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, just Bud, nobody talks about me. Although before the show, Shep did refer to me as an F-list celebrity. So I'm <laughs> just like flying high. Because First of, of all, that.
2: you misunderstood me, but you can have the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, another name we love, Barry <laughs> Schwartz from Search Engine Roundtable. Google Ads announced that you can now enable continuous audience sharing from your sub-accounts in addition to continuous audience sharing from your manager accounts, which we could already do. If you do this, any existing and future remarketing lists you create from sub-accounts will be automatically shared with your manager account.
1: Shep, where would people go get more information on Google Ads?
2: Oh, you could check out... Um, my book.
1: What's what's your book? The Ultimate
2: Google Ads playbook. Baby's Gotta Eat. You can buy it on Amazon, 1499. It's a steal. And from Andrew Hutchinson at social media today, Pinterest is rolling out new business access tools to provide a centralized process for managing who can access your brand and ad account. They are also running out a really great new B2B campaign um, to try to get more business in Pinterest ads. And Greg will be very happy to know there is no toothbrushing. There are no Peloton riders like your new favorite LinkedIn business ads.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it was all over Search Engine yeah. Journal. The it, I forget the exact example, but it's somebody like, try LinkedIn now. Why not? And it's somebody watching a child. <laughs> like, he why would you try that. LinkedIn Baby on a honestly, child? Yeah, he was reading printed papers. There was yeah. no computer. And involved. the other one's like, make that connection or something. And it's <laughs> it's a dude on a bike, and you're like, why are you?
2: It's so much better than their secret sauce ads that were like last year that I can't be mad. Do you remember those? Is it the
1: blue the, the blue, blue hot yeah, sauce with oh, bottle yeah, or the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the blue chili pepper with the flames on it.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. So anything's better than that. And honestly, this Pinterest video wasn't that bad. So I check it out.
1: Don't really like it where somebody's out there like getting their, their their you know, they're on a bike, getting their pump on and you're like, All right, now I'm LinkedIn with this person and connecting.
2: I thought that was everyone on LinkedIn. Yes.
1: I don't know. That's why I'm not
2: there. Everyone on LinkedIn is on an exercise. (laughs) Gotta wake up and crush it. (laughs) Facebook introduced new dynamic ads for video streaming platforms. In the words of the great Andrew Hutchinson, quote, It is fairly niche, but a relevant new Facebook ads edition either way. This is so niche that Jasper's Market, excuse me for misspeaking, using Jasper's name in vain, they're expanding their portfolio to Jasper's Streaming. Wow. Are you guys going to subscribe? Yes, I already shop at the market. <laughs> As if we need another streaming service. Like I already have to have this Paramount Plus Peacock. I don't need Jasper, but at no, least they no. didn't call it Jasper's Plus because
0: everybody's using the Plus and it's annoying.
2: No, it's Jasper's streaming and they have a show called The Secret Life of Sparky. Aww. I can't tell if that's a dog or a baby. <laughs> I think it's, it's a dog small in, in to shot.
1: Looks like it's about dogs and cats.
2: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> consider C&D. this C&D. <laughs> but if you are streaming service, check that out. And that is it for paid, if that was enough for you guys. So what is happening in organic?
1: All right. And over on the organic side, first up from Austin brauner A underscore Braun on Twitter. He has some new recaps and updates from Klaviyo, which is a e-commerce tool that rocks and is for D to C. So he says, what I'm most excited about, SMS will now work like email for everyone on Klaviyo. The example he had was, you can add an SMS message to your order delivered flow and showed an example. So when that email goes out, you can also send an SMS to your customer saying that the the order has been delivered. But of course, Austin has some other notorious thoughts with it. And he says, if I was you... I would dive right in and add SMS messages to abandoned cart flows, replenishment flows, birthday flows, etc. This is a no-brainer considering how low email open rates are. If you want we'll everyone make- to hate you. Yeah, <laughs> Austin, he's, uh, he's going to get a late mail, But Am
0: I the only one here that converts from a text message? I've bought things. For what? Um, overtone, coloring conditioner. What? <laughs>
1: Overtoned Coloring <laughs> Conditioner. Yeah. Expand, I actually just expand did it this on morning.
0: this. Well, so I was browsing their website and you can put in your information for like promo code, typical stuff, right? And so I put in <laughs> all my info and I was like, eh, I'm not really ready to take the leap. And they've been texting me and they're like, oh, happy Monday, refresh your color, whatever. And finally I was like, okay. And I went to the website via a text message link and I purchased probably $100 worth of product. And I've actually never been happier.
1: Unfortunately. This is not SponCon. Jess, I didn't hear anything you said because there is a nude gentleman walking <laughs> topless by. Topless man <laughs> "Getting a little overtone from the, the nice sun we have." He here. was
2: wearing his mask. Oh, he does. That's did? the important oh, thing. Oh, that is oh, okay. important.
1: Okay, he's nude, yeah. but except for the mask. Anyway, <laughs> there's also one-click SMS out-ins that are occurring on Clavio and two-way SMS conversations, so you can just talk to Jess and sell her more stuff. <laughs> Next up, YouTube is expanding monetization to more types of content. Matt Southern over at the Journal of Search Engines has this covered and you can now run ads on more types of content, which will expand the monetization opportunities. So you will now get a slew of different icons if you are a creator on YouTube, a green icon, a yellow icon, a red icon, and a gray icon. Green, full revenue, yellow, limited, red, you're ineligible, and then gray means the creators turn it off. And i just like, this is like another COVID chart. You know, we're like here in the gray zone, and you are like, "Oh no, what does this mean?" It's not
2: it where mean? I want to be.
0: No, Imagine great. if they added gray to traffic lights.
1: <laughs> just like do whatever you, you want, just put your car in yes. park. It was your choice. <laughs> do whatever you want. See, <laughs> let's see. Let's see what happens. So, anyway, you might be uh, wondering what constitutes a yellow icon. Why are you having limited ads? Well. You shouldn't have been wondering that because here's what youtube has to say across the company we're aware that when you receive a yellow icon on your content it can feel as if youtube isn't being supportive the advertiser friendly guidelines are restrictive in some areas more than others because advertisers want the option to opt in on some content and in other have no tolerance for running ads examples of those kinds of areas are content which features graphic dead bodies or really detailed discussions around sexual abuse.
2: What, are so there a, non-graphic dead bodies? <laughs> Those <don't> are
1: yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so then I got into it, I'm like, well, okay, so what are these actually? And so the yellow icon, you can get an exception. So maybe if it's a cadaver and it's a, and, and you're trying to, you know. Or a mummy. Monetize a mummy. your cadaver videos or mummy videos.
2: Or parade. If it's
1: educational content, you can get around the yellow. If it's controversial issues, you can get around the yellow. There's also adult humor. And Matt Southern writes YouTube is expanding monetization in the area of adult themed jokes delivered through the context of humor, like adult dating jokes, for example. I was like, jokes? Give me an example, Matt. <laughs> like, yeah. don't you want one? And you guys
0: that want to includes hear an adult,
1: adult dating joke? Or? Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, do you have one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why should you never date a tennis player?
0: I have thoughts, but they're not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> not, the no, point please of proceed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? You don't want me to. Why? Sh-
1: it's because love means nothing to them.
0: Oh, um, see, that's good.
2: I'm not, not worried. I, I almost going. don't know enough about sports to understand that, but then it clicked at the last second. Okay.
1: Also, <laughs> uh, profanity, if you have any cursing within the first 30 seconds of the video. So Shep, just that's one for you to take note oh, of. Okay. And then next up, Google is beginning my business suspension email notification. So before you get suspended from your Google My Business and you wouldn't get a notification, now you're getting a notification. Mainly the examples I saw were for, it seemed like it was those Regis like temporary offices that weren't real and the address didn't match. But anyway, you'll get a note, which is nice. Next up from George Wynn over at Search Engine Land, Google updates merchant center product data specifications. And there are three layers of this rollout for your merchant center. This is in organic and also paid, but thankfully we do have organic Google Shopping, which I love and I'm always thankful for. So some of the changes taking place this week, actually on April 6th, were checkout price enforcement. So you have to be able, that price has to be the same, region-specific shipping times, back-ordered and pre-ordered products. So if you're back-ordered, you can use availability attribute, there's big and tall and plus sizing. You can layer up to two of those at once. So you could say big and tall or petite maternity. The oversized value isn't accepted. It's now plus. The one thing they didn't address is like, what do you do for convertible
2: pants? I was just mm-hmm. going pants, to say that. Shorts. I want pants shorts. We need an attribute.
1: And then funny thing too, our agency Cypress North was nominated for Best Places to Work in Buffalo, which we lost. And <laughs> not um, our hearts, we won. And, <laughs> The example that Jill, Fetcher, host of the Agency Scoop podcast, sent in was of Matt and myself. I'm wearing convertible pants in the photo after moving the old office in 90 degree heat. You you were there that day. It is literally the worst photo ever, and it is so amazing.
0: But what the people want to know, Greg, is which state were your pants in?
1: Came in the morning wearing pants, left going home wearing shorts.
0: That's the point. Beautiful.
1: Exactly. Okay, there's also changes starting June 15th and September 15th, but you'll have to go check it out if you want that. All right, next up. The pandemic has raised customer service expectations per report. And the example shown, there's a – I don't know. Did anybody read this this article specifically? No. No. Caleb, did you look at this? It's over on Retail Dive. And first off, why are we expecting more for customer service during a pandemic? Clearly, like, we expect more except for Facebook. Remember, Facebook's like, oh, we, uh, we can't answer anything anymore because of, of COVID. And then we're 18 months out of COVID and we're like, oh, I still can't, can't do anything because COVID. Anyway, the author, <laughs> Tatiana Walk Morris, had a picture of like Twitter and it was just some messaging going on Twitter. But whoever made the stock image, they just wanted to show off their Yeezys.
4: Oh. Wait, don't what, you think?
1: What's that? 100. It's like you have more Yeezy in the picture than you have phone, and I don't know how that's customer support. What is Yeezy? This is, is, is it a the very pants?
4: intentional leg crop. It is. It <laughs> is 100
1: percent angled one way. Your eye goes straight to your. You're like, look, I got the I got the new Yeezys.
2: Well, is that have, a shoe? Yeah, they're I like. Don't understand. They're Kanye sneakers. They're like a million dollars. They look stupid. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they fashion look like with mm-hmm. They do. Like you
1: go to the moon and you need these things to like They look like
0: they'd on. be squishy when you step.
1: Well, that, maybe you should buy them. Anyway, you can look at the stock photo if you want. Next up, <laughs> over at Medium. What are they doing? They're 15 years late, but they have blog <laughs> rolls now. They're now having blog rolls at Medium. And in case you didn't listen last week, you should go back and listen to it because Joe Biden was <laughs> trying to use his Medium blog and got like getting a – slice of pizza and a slice of something else and served all this like pornography and all this crazy stuff over at Medium when it was put in and he was like a SaaS blogger. Now your your solution to come out of this is blog rolls? Like, I remember my blog log. <laughs> Do you remember that? My blog log? I'm, no. Bob, not, not that old. old. No, Yahoo Bottom in like 2006 <laughs> or something, but it was like a big thing in the early, in like maybe 2005. And everybody would like add each other to the My Blog log, and you'd have like little pictures. You had like little Bitmojis back in the day and then Yahoo Bottom and just shuttered it down. But anyway, welcome to, uh, you're only 15 years late there, medium. So there you go. Next up, newsletter platform Ghost has generated 3.3 million, doubling in revenue. So new Ghost is is an open source publishing nonprofit that has no owners and cannot be acquired. And first off I'm like, I don't know if that's where I want to put my newsletter. Like, do I want to just give my newsletter to Casper who like can't <laughs> even sell it or improve on this? And then I started looking at Ghost and it actually is pretty cool. You, they they make money based off of the hosting but it's open source, which is nice. Oh, spooky. Mm. Yeah. And so if you want to have your newsletter over there with uh with Swayze, you can do so. And they currently have 7,000 paying customers.
0: That's the spirit.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up from John Henshaw over at Coy Wolf, former guest on the show. He has the first look at Neva, it's the ad free Google search alternative. He covers things like the start page, third party integration, Neva, my business. Ooh, <laughs>
2: where'd they come up with that
1: name? <laughs> um, Knowledge panels, code results, shopping recipes, all the stuff. If you want anything, with Neva. John did a great job, and it seemed like he really liked it. Um, I got an invite, but I didn't go through the trial. Mm-hmm. I just—I should do that and report back. Next up from Mike Sullivan over at Analytics Edge on Twitter. Discovery of the day. Hashtag Google Analytics for attention of data is 14 months maximum. Did you know? So if you're using GA4, you can choose between two months and 14 months, which is not a long time if you're using something like ga360 i believe it's 50 months so just of note for you all out there next up keeping it with neva here they talked about how they had to build a knowledge graph on the cheap and they went through an in-depth article about how it took four weeks to build their knowledge graph and to show information about people, places, and things, what they did. The prioritization is actually kind of cool. Like if you look, they gave things different priority based off of importance. So I actually dug it. And if you want to know how to build a, a knowledge graph because you're a complete dork, <laughs> head on over to Neva. And then next up from Bernard hoying I believe this is old, but I just saw it. He's a co-founder at ClearScope and a partner at... Um, Mushi Labs, but he went through an awesome presentation that, again, is new to me, at Bernard J. Huang on Twitter, and it looks at like what thinks the uh, search algorithm takes prioritization of and what matters the most, and it's probably the most in-depth one and accurate that I've ever seen. Even if it is a year old, it still has a lot of very smart knowledge to it, and again, it's not an actual blueprint. It's just what Bernard put together and is a phenomenal resource. If you're trying to ever send something to a colleague that is has the the that is intermediate to expert level. All right, and then keeping it going here. Yelp is introducing a searchable Asian-owned business profile attribute. So if you identify as an Asian-owned business, you can now get a little icon next to yourself in Yelp. And I love this. And I, to me, it's one of the, like, the best things is when you see all this, like, hate and, and ill will and all this stuff, and then people come back and it's like, no, we got you and you get a badge. And, like, not only, I mean, obviously, it, it you wish this never happened, but it, like, goes the the extra way over. And it's like, yeah, there's there's good out there, which is, is awesome. Oh my gosh, I have so much news here. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> right. to my life. Yeah, you want to take social too? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> All right. Shep, your computer blanked out on me here.
0: <laughs> oh
1: no. Okay. Next up from Glenn Gabe, or by way of Glenn Gabe, it's Valentin Peltzer at Vorticon CMDR on Twitter. So good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Google Discover features a cameo carousel. So it's not actual cameos. So it's not Shep's song that we've heard before. <laughs> It is uh, somebody putting video information in, and we've seen, I think the, uh, it was Kevin Durant um, that initially launched it, where you could he'd a- have questions and answer things. Thankfully, it wasn't any of his DMs.
2: Like the basketball guy? Yes. Oh.
1: Um, and so then, now, if you're answering these questions on Google Cameo, which is different than Cameo you can have these groupings carousel together. So the example they had is, how do you make crispy tofu or something you'd eat, Jess? And yep. they had a bunch of people somehow with yellow walls that answered. And that's the only thing I saw. It's like, there are people looking very angry and mean in yellow walls answering how to make crispy tofu. So good luck with that. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, Yahoo Answers will be shut down forever on May 4th. Oh, man. How will
2: be- I do my homework in high school? <laughs> <laughs> It
1: will be redirected to the Yahoo homepage, which, all right. And I just wanted to pay homage to a few of my favorites. So one was, are there birds in Canada? And the answer is, the question goes on to say, I'm thinking of visiting. It might bring my camera, so I'm curious to know if they have any birds. I know oh they have God. moose.
2: <laughs> Ever heard of Canada goose? Yeah, but they're yeah, the here. Explores, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, next up. One of my favorite oh. questions was, how is Babby formed? <laughs> We've seen this, right? You, you, this no. is like a meme. Okay. No, this, this, is, is, one the of the be- this is the first time I've seen it. This is maybe the best. And I best it
0: now. <laughs> how is
1: Babby formed? <laughs> uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Underneath it says, how is Babby formed? Question mark. How girl get pregnant?
4: What?
1: <laughs> How's Babby formed? It's like a meme. Pregnant. Oh,
0: Baby,
1: bag- like a baby. baby.
2: Tubies. It-
1: Oh. Yeah, it's supposed to be baby.
0: One B for each question
1: mark.
2: I feel like I'm our listeners now without our notes in front of me because Greg has my computer. Hello from the other
1: side. Okay, another one I loved was, is it illegal to name a dog after a movie?
0: (laughs) That sounds like a dating line from AI last week.
1: (laughs) And then one I saw that I didn't even see before. I did a little research here and it's, how do you get the smell of butt? (laughs) Dot, 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 question mark. (laughs) Out of a leather chair. Thanks in advance.
0: You start by wearing pants when you sit down.
1: (laughs) Tell that to the guy outside your window. All right, bud, what's happening in social?
0: (laughs) Not that much. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Starting things off on a high note from The Verge. Personal data of 533 million Facebook users leaks online. According to the article, the exposed data includes personal information of, like I said, over 533 million Facebook users from 106 countries, including over 32 million records on users here in the U.S., Facebook told insider that this data was scraped because of a vulnerability that it fixed in 2019, but the platform has not yet replied to a request for comment from the verge with this new article. So remains to be seen, but just what information was leaked, things like phone number, name, location, and even relationship status. So now even people you're not friends with know that it's complicated. (laughs) Another gross piece of Facebook news, also from The Verge, and I'll just read the title here. Facebook shorted video creators thousands of dollars in ad revenue due to a technical issue. Oh, God. Yeah. So The Verge spoke to several creators whose revenue fell flat in recent months compared to previous earnings. And in one story, Facebook's revenue estimation tool projected that the creator should have received... About $3,400 in January and about 18 for February. But when the checks came in, he actually ended up more than $4,000 short. And while this is an estimation tool, we understand that many creators that they spoke to said that in the past numbers very closely aligned with their actual earnings. So something's definitely up here.
1: I like how it's never, oh, we paid people too much. I mean, you've never heard that. Other than that one Snapchat. Remember that where they started paying everybody to make content?
0: Yeah, they did that on purpose, though, right? Right. They were just like throwing money out the window. It wasn't an accident. right? Yeah, definitely not an accident. So Facebook did say that they resolved this technical issue and that it was only to a small number of video creators. I don't know. If you want the full drama, you can get the story from our newsletter. So check that out. Moving on to Clubhouse. Downloads be slipping. And this is according to Casey Newton, a writer for Platformer. It's at Casey Newton on Twitter. And he says that the app, which was downloaded 9.6 million times in February, dropped to just 2.6 million installs in March. And the math on that is a 73% decline, which probably shouldn't surprise anybody given all the other platforms that are hopping on the audio train. But those are the numbers. And this includes Discord. Speaking of new platforms or platforms with new audio features,
1: Caleb, what are your thoughts? You're using Clubhouse more than you used to, or are you using Clubhouse less?
4: Definitely less. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, when it first was like buzzy, I think I was on it every other day, just because there was so many random groups of people talking. It's like, why not? But now, last time you were on it, whew, probably when you sent me the uh, the conversation, the YouTube ads. Oh, with
1: with yeah, who was it? Joe Martinez, PPC yeah. Kirk.
4: With PPC Kirk.
0: So are you going to it less because there's just less that you're interested in, or you're the buzz just I fell think off the for you?
4: Novelties novelty just kind of ran out, to be honest. I it's bet
1: not it like correlates to something
4: else.
2: I bet it correlates with the bars opening like pretty directly. Which would just be my guess. True. But
1: it's also everybody's trying different stuff. It's like people used to do Zoom parties, now the last thing anybody wants to do is Zoom. <laughs> you're getting on clause, so you're like, Oh no, this is just a big phone call.
0: Yeah. 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 We all went from like not talking to other humans for months to just like talking too much and listening too much and now we're done. But if you're on Discord, you can use a new feature that they are calling stage channels and that will allow users to broadcast live audio conversations to like a room of listeners, which is different apparently from their existing voice channels where everyone can just talk. So,
1: Oh, I can't wait for that to have a
4: 73% decline in July.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll maybe we'll report back if it's even newsworthy
4: at that point. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. That's like Discord already does that. You know, like People already have used it in that capacity for a long time. Like, you just put yourself on mute and someone talks. Like, games do that with developers all the time, set up their own, like, private Discord calls. So, it's weird. Well, now you have a stage. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I think they just wanted to get in on the buzz. Yeah. Probably. But maybe a little too late. Another non-surprise, Clubhouse is doing some work to keep top broadcasters on the app because as caleb said folks are dropping off so in addition to the creator accelerator program that we reported on recently the platform has also just launched direct payments which will enable users to send money directly to a host that they're digging and to start all users will be able to send payment but only a select group that are in the test will be able to receive them but that ability will apparently roll out to more creators in waves
1: so keep that's an eye out gross for that. you're just like oh somebody says some really good answer i'm going to send twenty dollars to them that's no. Would you rather a sticker? Like a, a clap clap? Yeah, or... I actually would. I'd rather be, instead of being, like, I, that. this makes me get stickers, where instead we're in this big group and somebody says something profound. You're just going to try to make profound statements and get 20. Yeah. It's I don't like it.
0: Well, it's audio, right? So, what would you do for a sticker? You just have a sound effect play in the back. I would play to like pay to play an air horn or something over someone. That could be a fun thing.
1: Yeah, me just silence them. That'd be fun. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So another, there you go, Clubhouse, Clubhouse, free ideas.
1: And, and another way they could actually increase their their user base, maybe make it Android. You ever think of that?
2: Yeah. Or it's you nice know, you got open payments. It up yeah, to let everyone. anyone join it.
1: <laughs> it's like yeah. Half More than half the world is on Android, so yeah, well, whatever.
0: Like I said, free ideas, Clubhouse. I know you're not listening. All right,
1: moving on hey, to... Hey, $20 for that idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Blow the air horn. <laughs> All right, moving on to everyone's favorite social network named after everyone's favorite pop icon, Kesha. TikTok has launched a new video editor tool, and it's aptly named the TikTok Video Editor, so watch out. According to TikTok, it is an online smart editor that gives advertisers access to a suite of TikTok style editing features allows you to quickly and accurately produce native feeling content with TikTok style elements. And there's cool effects and things with this, which great, I appreciate that from a creative standpoint, but the unsung hero here is the masking tool or feature that they have within it where you can see what your creative will actually look like in the app. You're not just building something in the void. You can actually see with the navigation and the captions and all of that engagement stuff over top of it. So that's really, really helpful for making sure that something important isn't cut off or difficult to see. So the platform has also added a new auto captions option for clips, and this feature will automatically generate subtitles in an effort to improve accessibility. Don't be scared either. Creators will have the ability to edit those auto-generated captions just in case they're anything like when my phone tries to transcribe a voicemail. And closing out social here, RIP in peace to Periscope. The app is officially shut down last week after a six year run, which, by the way, is like 3x the lifespan of an octopus. Did you guys know they only live about two no, years? that's no. bad info. No, I read it at the aquarium and their octopus recently died. So they put up a sign they're waiting for a new
1: one. I think they killed them and just try to frame the
0: discussion. No, there's actually like this thing where once octopus octopi, octopus mamas have a baby. They like stop eating to just die because if they stay alive, they think they're going to compete with their baby and like try to kill it. So it's a it's a thing. I don't like
2: the people at SeaWorld saying that all the whales fins flop over. Oh, that's sad. No, I'm
1: on Microsoft Bing currently and I'm looking at the new infographic, which actually looks pretty cool. And the octopus lifespan is two to 15 years. Yeah, two. (laughs) Pretty cool.
0: That actually looks really nice. That's actually pretty cool. That looks even nicer than the giraffe one that we had as an example a couple shows ago. Anyway, according to The Verge, the Periscope website will remain online with an archive of public broadcasts, and Periscope users will still be able to download their data through Twitter. So if that's you, I guess go do that. But down Periscope.
1: All right. Now on to our segment segment. And first up, we've got one called I've Been Doing It Wrong. And this comes from The Wall Street Journal. And the name of the article is called, You're Going Back to the Office. What Happens to Your Nap
2: Habit? (laughs) R.I.P. and Peace. I didn't know this was a real thing. A survey of
1: 2,000 employees working from home conducted by career and jobs website Zipia, 33% said they took naps while working from home.
2: This is a thing? A lot. I remember some big study forever ago where like factories in Asia... Would let people take the optimal nap time, which is 23 minutes.
1: Okay, like well, on their break. <clears throat> Jocelyn Branham had been relying on hour long refresher naps during her lunch break. Hour the 28 year old who interns in a social media company in Columbus, Ohio says the naps recharge her when she feels tired by midday.
2: I mean, good on her. I would never wake up. Yeah, also, you
0: should eat during your lunch
4: okay get yeah. enough
0: sleep at night
4: yeah midday naps are dangerous like Barry. you could not you know the next thing you know three hours have hey. passed you're still asleep yeah yeah
1: and another thing is dangerous too with those naps is uh the answer is shutting down so people won't know how to get the smell of butt out of their leather couch <laughs> <laughs> all right and then from wix the hack another segment here wix has been taking a jab at wordpress with a bewildering new marketing campaign I don't know if anybody's seen this, but they sent out, I think it's like Bose noise canceling 7,000 headphones, which are like a $400-ish headphone. And they sent it out to WordPress influencers and said it was from WP and gave them a link to watch the secret video, which is God awful. It's somebody, maybe the worst actor ever to roam the earth (laughs) talking about, (laughs) this is some secret thing. And it makes it seem like it's from WordPress, even though it's from Wix. And the only way to know it's from Wix is if you look at the return, Label on the package. Everything else is from WP, which is WordPress. And so somebody named Swix on Twitter said, okay, thank you to whoever WordPress sent me this. I don't remember giving you my address, but these are cool headphones. And you definitely got me not using Wix, if that was your goal, heart. I also have not used WordPress in like 10 years, but now I'll be in slash around my head, darn it. And he thought that WordPress actually sent him the headphones. And it was Wix trying to do a cam a smear campaign against wordpress i don't understand it, it. Work. this is helping neither of them yeah. it's awful it's a bunch just make a good product get lost anyway mm. so
3: and that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes it's time for working hard or hardly working where we talk about what's going on in our irl work good bad or otherwise
2: Okay, this week I would like to give a shout out to labels in Google Ads. You can use them in Microsoft too, but really to Jess Bud, because there's an account that we have that she was working on and now I'm back and I'm working on and I could so easily like see what was going on and how she set up the ad copy because she labeled everything so cleanly and the client asked us to export all the ad copy, but they didn't like it with just the main CSV. It was too messy and it was so much easier than it could have been. So thank you, Jessica. You're so welcome. Are you ready to thank me again? Because I have a hot tip from my travels. This okay.
0: Week. If you're just like on a website and this may be just a Chrome thing, but if you hit the space bar, it scrolls. And I don't think this is new, but it's new to me. What? I discovered this what? in my travels. Yeah. <gasps> so it is new? Yeah. Or new to, to all of no, you no, as well? No. I it, did it not. It does
1: not scroll. It took me up to wherever I was in the page.
0: Mine's scrolling. No, it just oh. scrolls down. It pages down.
2: Your update that took 40 minutes of the beginning of the show must have undone
0: it. It's wild. I don't know if it's a Chrome thing or an internet thing, but you're welcome. What about you, Greg?
1: All right. And for me, I had one client that just upgraded to GA360, and I love the ROI analysis view there. And with that, you can choose your attribution model and pick whatever you want, and you don't have to go to the model comparison tool. You can actually see all the data, and it's just something that's been... Very fantastic for, for seeing all the different touch points and then digging in what you can't do in the model comparison tool. So that's one of my, my faves. And a you have GA360 and haven't used it and do e commerce you should definitely check it out.
3: And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool
0: this week's cool tool is the website speed test from sandbox and in their words this tool lets you run a website speed test with more accuracy who doesn't love more accuracy those are my words why is it more accurate because it runs multiple test samples and then returns an averaged metric score so they report on things like first contentful paint cumulative layout shift and more and it's based on the various results it's very easy to use too you just pop in a URL and select whether you want to test on desktop or mobile and then you can choose your desired number of samples You can run up to three at a time for free. So again the Again, that is the website speed test from Sandbox and we've got the link in our newsletter So head on over to your inbox and check
3: it out Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week An article so advanced so in-depth so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show
1: this week's must read marketing article of the week is from the content marketing institute and it's from wesley chershin and the name of the article is 10 psych principles to attract and grow your audience and you may have seen some of these if you've read any of those influence books by robert cialdini or whoever writes all that stuff but wesley has put 10 items with examples for each, which I think is just a helpful refresher for marketers trying to come up with a hook in one specific way or another. So not only are the principles there, but there are multiple examples for each. And Wesley just does a nice job making it very actionable. So it's something definitely to check out or send to your team, uh, whoever writes all the ads. Thank you, Wesley.
0: All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock.
1: Remember, you can catch everything from this show by signing up for a newsletter at marketingclock.com.
0: While you're there, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss a single episode.
2: And we will see you next week.
3: Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode.
2: Welcome to this week's Shooting the heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. And this week we have um, everyone's new favorite game. I'm, I'm sick of talking about the pandemic, but I've kind of been sitting on this one while I've been out. I want to talk about things that I hope never come back as the world comes back to normal. And then I have a few things that I can't wait to come back. Okay, and if this goes well, maybe somebody else can try next week. So is okay. the game we all just listen to your so list. I'm gonna guess what you're you going to give, me feedback. You're gonna give oh, me feedback. You're going to give me feedback. This you, is what's polls, your polls. guess? Actually, I know what your guess is going to be, and I think you're wrong. Okay, Taylor
1: Swift conferences,
2: no, not or conferences,
1: concert. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd, is this song good. Nerd, no, con- Concerts. Obviously,
2: I'm talking about more like okay. things you didn't think you would miss. I go. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so my first one, something that should never return, is hot tubs. They're disgusting. Why do you want to sit in a hot bath with, like, your friends? Or strangers at a hotel? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, you could just have a solo
2: one. Yeah, can you have a personal hot tub, like, in your dining room? No, because then you're like, people invite friends over and they're like, let's have a hot tub night and drink wine. It's like, you're weird. Nobody's I don't have those friends. Nobody's ever
1: told me to get in a hot
2: tub. <laughs> yeah. Some
1: people do. <laughs> You've had somebody in your life say, get in a hot tub with no, me? No,
2: because people know me well enough but like, I'm, I'm friends with people on Facebook who are like, oh, it's hot tub night or it's like hot tub night with mom and dad and our nine-year-old daughter. Like, why are you doing that? That's weird. This is like real. family soup. You're making oh. that yeah.
4: I'm serious! Oh. <laughs> we, need, we need that to be the
1: shirt just <laughs> a hot family, tub. family soup, soup. Oh, hot tubs should never come back all
2: of us in a hot tub but it's a drawing because we're not posing for that yeah. disgusting especially public ones okay next public hot this hot is, hot is hot something I oh, yeah. you ever been to a hotel
1: <laughs> no i don't <laughs> mind public hot tub. what is your are...
2: competitions you got all the... uh, yeah what we oh. go to dance competitions and we'd stay in a hotel and we'd be like so excited to go in the hot tub when you're little this is weird yeah and then yeah.
1: i went in a public hot tub I don't think it is in there, but it was outside skiing with my kids. My kids loved it. They were in there for one second and out. But it's outside. I feel you like it's outside it in winter. Nice. Yeah, you yeah, made
0: nice. it sound very
2: cozy, like the Sims. Yeah. They had a hot tub. Okay, well, I don't need them. Next is something that I didn't know existed until I saw a sign telling me not to do it. Not to do it. Did you know that people used to shuck their corn in the grocery store? Yes, what? I've seen that. I've what? seen that
1: at Wegmans. Why? No way. I have. I swear.
2: My in-laws do it. Well, not anymore. It's not allowed. That
0: just seems like so you're making a mess for someone. Why do you store. want to spend more time in the Stop. grocery store Stop. than you need to? Also, like, are you doing that with your peanuts? Are you buying shelled peanuts and shelling them in the store? Like, that's not... Why would you do that with your corn?
2: I don't know. People are having corn chucking parties in the middle of Wegmans. Well, well get yeah, out.
1: Can I add to that? No more bringing reusable bags oh. into the
2: store. I thought
1: that's the craziest thing. Co- it's COVID, and then you're forcing some somebody to touch your bag when yeah. there could be germs. I thought that was so strange.
2: Trader Joe's never brought them back. I'm also just
1: lazy so like I want the free bag.
2: I know. I pay, And well, then I use yes. it and I,
1: I reuse it.
2: And I miss like what am I supposed to do for trash bags in my bathroom? Like we never have any anymore. Have <laughs> I have That's a paper true. bag trash bag in my car right now for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so or sad if you have you. a
1: dog and you walk them you can use that. But,
2: okay um, my last one. You probably know me and you think I'm going to say hugs. I'm going to go a step further. Handshakes never need to return. No. First of all, it's like low key, like a man thing, like uh, tough handshake. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Like get over it. And like, it's just not fair to people who have clammy hands like me. Like nobody wants to shake my hand. Are we allowed to have hugs, though? Because I want those. You back can have hugs if you want. But like handshakes, like you're only shaking someone's hand if you don't. Really know them. And it's gross. It's very intimate contact for
4: sure. So would you say like get rid of like that weird elbow thing people have been doing now? Oh, the hobnob? I've I've been been doing that for years. (laughs) No,
2: keep that. (laughs) <laughs> that's like a high five. More. So that's okay. Like the yeah. bumps are cool too? I'll allow that.
1: Okay. So I'm in on this only because I hurt my hand for some reason. I've been using this like exercise thing and try to get it back to, I don't know if it's blacksmithing or something, but I heard You're my like hand.
2: Buddy Velastro, the cake boss. But
1: I probably can't have that good of a grip. So maybe we have put a little pause on it to get my grip back.
2: Okay. It's all
0: about pause. you. Hands. Get it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> if this was a conversation about dogs, that would been great. <laughs>
2: Okay, my things that I want to return and I can't wait are a little less controversial. Number one, coffee creamer in coffee shops, like you ask them to put it in for you. And they never do the right amount. They took. It's not in the store anymore. You have to ask them for it. It's so frustrating. Anybody disagree?
4: I completely agree, yeah. unfortunately. I remember I, like, and another thing too, like it's not really related, but it is kind of related, is they can't hear me whenever I say I want oat milk. <laughs> so they end up putting in whole milk. <laughs> oh, and, I, and I'm like too afraid to say anything. <laughs> so are you like, allergic to whole milk? No, I, I'm fine. That's but the it's opposite. just like It's not exactly oat New milk. New
1: study, oat milk is supposed to be worse than cola.
0: For what? like Sugar.
4: No insulin. way. And for insulin,
0: yeah. You're always uh, Do they have diet oat milk? milk? No. Mm.
2: Okay. Write that down. And my other one is, I was just watching a lot of sports and like fans are one thing. But without the mascots and the bands and the cheerleaders, what am I supposed to watch on my TV at home while this basketball is on? There's nothing for me. Have you been watching hockey? They've been playing crowd audio as if the crowd is there and they're
4: not. Everybody does that.
0: Everyone it. does that. What is with sports? Why are they doing that? Is that out loud, like in the gym for the athletes? I, Do they hear no, that?
4: It's only over broadcast in a lot of cases. That's really like MLB stupid. Is only
1: broadcast really, it. I could see I if they NBA did it for the in, players. Well, oh, NBA, NBA might,
4: but I know for baseball, it's broadcast only. For hockey, I'm pretty sure it's broadcast only. I heard
1: a lot of people cheering at the at the Tex- Texas uh, Rangers game the other <laughs>
2: oh, day. Oh yeah, there were a lot of people cheering.
1: That wasn't piped in. No. Oh, full attendance. Oh. That's <laughs> never nice. So, that. I have no idea. Usually, I don't
2: either. either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just want the mascots back. And finally, most importantly, it's just, I need the babies in the grocery stores. It always brought joy to my time there and I miss them. I
1: mean, you can, you, you can, can take bring charge Babies?
2: Yeah. Well, not until the germs are gone.
1: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I just
2: can't wait for the babies to come back to the grocery stores. And are you one of the I people got?
1: that would just like make faces? Yeah, well, the kids. parents aren't
2: looking. Yeah,
1: and then you'd be like, the kid has started doing something. Like, What's happening yeah. to my kid? And it's like, oh, it just shut behind me.
2: Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. So, you know, we're anticipating the world returning to normal and we will see you next week.